What is up, my esteemed douchebags? How's everyone doing? Welcome back to Rocky Talkie, a Rocky Horror podcast where we talk about anything and everything Rocky Horror. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nikki. I miss the two of you so, so much. Clue me in. What happened this week with y'all? Oh man, I had a good week. It was Valentine's this week, so uh, I had to do a little bit of coordination on that. Meg prepared a fantastic dinner for us, and I, I gave her some wonderful gifts. She got a bunch of little Danny DeVito art action figures that were custom oh my made. Um, and then to keep it on brand, I also made sure to pick up an actual authentic copy on VHS of the Rocky Horror Porno. So pornography and Danny DeVito was her Valentine's Day and uh, what I did. <laughs> Josh and I had like the most Josh and Nikki Valentine's Day imaginable. We spent like about six hours of Valentine's Day shoveling snow and then we went grocery shopping to cook dinner. And then when we got home, we were so tired from shoveling snow that we just ordered takeout instead. And it was the best Valentine's Day I have ever had. I love that for you. Uh, So Valentine's Day is actually my favorite holiday. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to spend Valentine's Day with Savannah ever since the first year that we actually did Valentine's Day because uh, every Valentine's Day weekend, Savannah goes away to KatsuCon, which is like an anime and cosplay convention. I saw them there last year. Yeah, I'm usually uh, sitting at home crying into a cake by myself on Valentine's Day. But this year, because COVID happened, there is no KatsuCon. So Savannah and I were actually able to spend Valentine's Day together. And they paid me back for the last three Valentine's Days that they were unable to spend with me. So they made dinner and then we watched Titanic. And it was absolutely phenomenal. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Lovely. It was lovely. Did he survive this time, or did he? Nah, this is like the eighth time you watching, and I guess I just have really bad luck, but Jack is still dead. Damn it. One of these yeah. days, dude. Keep going. Yeah, Jack Dawson is still dead, and Rose DeWitt Bucator is still a piece of shit. <laughs> dude, you'd have to understand, that was a very small, large object that two of them could not have fit on. Oh, I wasn't even going about the, like sitting on the door i'm more so talking about the fact that rose dewitt bucator has the heart of the ocean the entire movie survives with it ends up having it when she gets onto the big thing where she starts telling the story about it and then at the very end of the movie throws the heart of the ocean which is worth more than the hope diamond into the sea and then dies when the person that changed her and saved her life was poor and could have used that fucking money once a rich person always a fucking rich person fuck you rose to whip you cater fuck you <laughs> Dude, if she hadn't thrown it into the ocean, then how would the guy have gone down and got it for Brittany? And with that, let's get started with our first segment. Global news. Fuck you, Aaron. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about Susan Sarandon's vagina box. A what? Yeah, so Susan Sarandon has been major tabloid fodder throughout the past few months, and this week is no exception. She posted a tweet a few days ago, back on February 8th, about this extra special care package that she received from her good old friend Naomi Watts. As you do. Yeah, of course. Don't you all, like, tweet about your friend Naomi Watts? I do. (laughs) You sure do tweet about your friend Rosario Dawson, so. Yo, yeah, I tell you about the time that I met Rosario Dawson. (laughs) 
Yes, you did. Twice on this podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. So the post was essentially an unboxing video of this gift. It was a V-Box from Naomi Watts' Onda Beauty line, which contained a note reading, Vagina, Vagina, Vagina. Please treat her royally. With love, Naomi XXX. So Susan and Naomi had worked on the film Three Generations together back in 2015 with actress Elle Fanning. Elle played a teenager who was preparing to transition and was seeking support from his mom, who's played by the very same Naomi Watts, and his grandmother, Susan Sarandon. It kind of seems like Susan and Naomi got close while working together because now Naomi is sending Susan vagina boxes. I wish my friend sent me vagina boxes. Don't we all? Yeah. So inside the box were all sorts of sexy treats, including body oil, sex gel, CBD arousal oil, CBD gummies, uh, lipstick, and of course, a Lawand bullet vibrator, which Susan noted was travel-sized. You could put it right with your passport, take it with you. Now, if you know me, you know one of my biggest travel pet peeves is having to haul around a humongous vibrator. The damn thing takes up like half the suitcase, there's no way to smush it down, not even with like one of those space bag savers. I could totally see it being useful to own something compact like this for when you need, you know, a vibrator on the go. Well, Aaron, you're in luck. Like we said, the box Susan opened is part of Naomi Watts' Onda Beauty line, where she and her team curates and sells the most trusted, clean, and conscious beauty brands. For example, the V-Box is listed as a truly special curated collection of items that emphasize the V in Valentine's Day. For your lover, your friend, or yourself, slip into something fun, don't be shy, and enjoy. It retails for $190, which is what? Maybe three Frank jacket pins? Yeah. <laughs> or, is that, is that the, the, the metric we're using now for money? I mean, or we could go with a little over one minute of Tim Curry's time. <laughs> sure. That's like chump change you find in the sofa, right? Right? <sighs> so anyway, if you're in the market for the same travel size vibrator that Susan Sarandon keeps with her passport, as well as all sorts of other lube and CBD-filled products that she will now apparently be using, you can find it all at ondabeauty.com or check out the link in our show notes. And speaking of boxes, break out your copy of Clue and get ready for game night because Fox has announced this past week that they're planning to release an animated series based on the board game Clue. Fox has partnered with E1, which is Hasbro's content studio, and Bento Box Entertainment to work on the series, which is currently pretty early on in its development stages. No writers or producers have yet been attached to the project. Okay, so obviously this isn't the first time Clue has been adapted for the screen. The board game, which was released in 1949, was adapted for film in 1985. That was starring, of course, our favorite, Tim Curry. Do you guys know that this game has had a whole bunch of other adaptations? There's all the board game spinoffs, things ranging from Travel Clue to Clue Jr. to the Clue VCR mystery game. I'm sorry, wait, what? A VCR game? Yeah, they were a thing for a hot minute back in the 80s and 90s. So you had a tape and you would put it into this box and the box would play the video that was on the tape. Now, you couldn't jump from scene to scene like you could with a DVD, but... Oh, you wanted me to explain a VCR game. Sorry. Okay. Uh, let me try that oh again. Oh, my God. So a VCR <laughs> game would use one of those tapes that you'd put in the box. And <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my I'm... God. Okay. 
I have a lot of questions about a lot of things right now, but it's probably better if we just keep moving. Anyway, there are 35 different Clue adaptations in all. Most of them are reskins of the original game, like in Clue, What Happened Last Night, Lost in Las Vegas, you have to find your missing friend, who he was with, what he was doing last night, so that you can make your flight home. Oh, kind of like The Hangover. Exactly. It's a cute reskin, less sinister, more Katy Perry, TGIF kind of thing. Hmm. There have been 10 Clue video games released, too, and the first one was back in 1992 for the SNES, and then the most recent one was released for the Switch back in 2018. There have also been quite a few iterations of Clue game shows in the UK, Australia, Germany, Italy, Portugal, and Scandinavia. They're usually formatted where a contestant pairs up with a celebrity and has to play against color-coded suspects to figure out who done it. And lest we forget, the five-part miniseries that aired on The Hub back in 2011. It featured six very young, hot sleuths who have to solve a mystery and end up unlocking like a secret society or something. It was a Hub Network show. There's no way it was good, but it certainly existed. Hello? You guys are missing the best part of the franchise. How have you not mentioned the 1985 stage play and the 1997 musical? My high school that I graduated from actually did the musical last year. Anyway, that shit was so cool. It was literally like a choose-your-own-adventure for the audience. At the start of the show, audience members had to choose three cards to put in the envelope with the killer, the location, and the murder weapon. The actors had to adjust the play every single night to make the ending line up with the cards the audience had picked. There were 216 possible endings. That is so crazy. Oh, definitely. It sounds about as crazy as Shadowcasting, the 1985 movie. I've never seen a Shadowcast performance put on, but I know there are casts out there that do it pretty regularly, and that just seems insane to me. It's such a fast-paced movie with so many location changes and characters constantly moving on and off stage. I feel like it would be incredibly chaotic to try and perform it accurately. I'd certainly love to see a Shadowcast production one day, though. Uh, I do know that we have a DVD from the Big O convention from sometime in the very early 2000s that's got excerpts from a Shadowcast performance of Clue on it. It certainly looks like it was a good time, although it does look like it was a challenge. Well, this franchise is certainly prolific as hell for such a simple little board game. Obviously, it holds a very special place in the hearts of our community, and we're glad to see that it's getting a reboot. We are all looking forward to learning more about it as the production continues. And maybe maybe Tim Curry doing some guesting on that? That would be super uh, sweet, right? Uh, uh, We've heard no rumors of that. I just made that up. Right. And speaking of Aaron making things up, let's move on to community news. <laughs> Starting off our community news, this one squeaked in just under the wire. We've got a virtual show this Saturday, February 20th, from Colorado's Elusive Ingredients. Uh, CEI is based out of the Esquire Theater in Denver, and though they currently aren't performing due to, well, duh, they're excited to get back to the stage once it's safe to as I know we all are. A fun fact, in the before times, CEI holds the world record for the largest Rocky showing with over 8,000 tickets sold. In the meantime, they've got a great virtual performance lined up. You can check it out on their Twitch channel, CO's Elusive Ingredients, this Saturday the 20th at midnight Eastern time. If you're a hometown fan from the Mile High City, that's 10 p.m. Mountain for you. I'm gonna be there, ain't we all viewers? Fuck you, Aaron. All right, all right. 
You can find a link to CEI's Twitch channel in our show notes and the event page on Facebook. They're also all over social media. Just look for Rocky Horror Denver. Next up, Nikki, you've got an article to share with us. So varsity.co.uk released a very sweet article just in time for Valentine's Day called Finding Self-Love Through the Rocky Horror Picture Show, written by Emma Robinson. It was an incredibly poignant piece about the author discovering a very individual sort of sexuality as a teenager through watching Rocky. Emma talks about how, of course, at 15, she already knew about sex and sexuality as far as being desirable to others, but through watching Rocky, she learned what it meant to just be a sexual being in and of herself. Yeah, I thought this article was really, really relatable, and Emma describes it best with this one passage. My most enduring memory is probably not the depiction of sexual encounters, but instead a more individual sexuality. I remember Frank in his corset and garters claiming the stage with a sultry and slow dance, not merely proudly, but enticingly singing that he's just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Forget about being spoon-fed self-acceptance through your grandparents' compliments. That was shoving self-confidence in your face and daring you to look away. It was voyeuristic, but the audience were meant to be complicit. She's not talking about thinking that you're hot because some guy calls you hot or feeling nice because your grandma tells you that you're perfect just the way that you are. Like, she's talking about feeling the way that Frank feels himself all the goddamn time. And, like, hell yeah, Emma, that shit makes you feel powerful as fuck. Absolutely. Rocky is such an amazing tool for feeling powerful in your own skin. Towards the end of the article, Emma writes... What made this experience not a performance was how the audience dressed up in their favorite characters' costumes. After the show, women and men in their fishnet tights and strappy heels strutted and scuttled under Birmingham's bypass in a collective stampede. If alone, any one of them would have been likely subjected to bystanders erupting like a Greek chorus in a unified walk of shame. But that evening, no one was pointing, and the only laughter was purely joyous. No one cared if their mascara had run, or their hot pants were too small, or someone else wore the outfit better. And trust me, there were many repeats. Among all these people filtering out of the theater, I remember seeing an old man in his sweater vest and brogues with a huge beaming smile. And I thought, how ridiculous this all was. How out of place he and I were. And then, how it just didn't matter. This shit, right here, is exactly the point of Rocky. It gives you a place where you can wear whatever costume makes you feel awesome, whether it's corset and heels or a sweater vest, and you get to just let loose in a room full of strangers. As long as everyone is having a good time, it doesn't matter how ridiculous you might look to the theater staff or the people coming in and out of other movies. You're having a great time. You feel awesome. That's all that matters. Yeah, I completely feel this article so hard the community and the people in the community and the show everything about rocky has just built me into the person that i am today and i feel like i count so much of my confidence in myself in my sexuality in in everything that has to do with me just from the community because i mean that it's exactly what this article says you know it's such a place where you can be whatever you want to be you can wear whatever you want to wear and it just makes sense I always thought that I was hot growing up. Damn it. Ah. But the first time I started performing on stage, especially, I remember it clicking when I played Trixie for the first time. And it was just like some like random one-off Trixie. I did Austin Powers. 
<laughs> and uh, I stripped down to like underwear that had the Union Jack on the butt, and my bra said "Yeah" on one boob and "Baby" on the other. And it was like such a stupid thing. But after I had finished doing that, I was like, "That was so silly." But I am so hot. And then from there, it was like an exponential fucking curve up. Like I just got hotter and hotter and hotter as I came up, and now I'm the hottest person on the NYC cast. Oh wow! Yeah. Citation needed. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite like memories that really made me understand and feel this was the first time that I had to do Frank. Uh, our usual Frank had not been around for that weekend. I had borrowed a bunch of pieces, got all my stuff together, went to the movie theater beforehand and, and changed into everything. And just the minute that I put on those heels and started, you know, prancing around the theater, God damn, I felt like the sexiest bitch in the room. And like, it, it came through and everybody knew it. And later after that show, I was just like, man, this feels so fucking great to just be able to like, not have to worry about anything, to just be whatever and feel hot while I'm doing it. Well, Emma, thank you for this fabulous love letter to Rocky. Reading it gave me all the warm fuzzies, and we absolutely cannot wait to get back to our live performances and getting to create that same experience for audiences every weekend. If you'd like to check it out, we've got a link for you in our show notes. And last but certainly not least in community news, Rocky Horror legend Jim Cosmo Hetzer has been working on a very cool Rocky project recently. Jim, like many of us, seems to be quite the digital hoarder and has recently been going through his treasure trove of old convention pictures and uploading them to the Cosmos Factory Facebook group. Throughout the past several weekends, Jim has added nearly two thousand photos from the 2007 We Are Rocky Con in Huntington, West Virginia, and the 2009 Celluloid Jam Con in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky, and also the 2011 Atlantic City Con in New Jersey. These photos have been such a blast to look through. There are tons of really nice pictures of both the performances and the parties, which honestly is such a breath of fresh air to be able to live vicariously for a minute while you're going through them. It definitely makes me excited for all the stuff we have coming up once everything goes back to normal. Or new normal. RKO4 and FNS's con the year after that. It's all going to be so much fun. We just got to hold on and get through this part first. Yeah, I didn't make it to the 2007 or 2009 conventions, but I did go to Atlantic City in 2011, and it's been a lot of fun to look through these pictures and reminisce. I have so many fun memories, although I'm probably not in as many of these photos as you might expect. He just wasn't taking pictures of everyone standing at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, my favorite part about these pictures was the diversity of the shows that were put on. Like, all the cons had a bunch of Rocky and Shocky pictures, of course, but the West Virginia con had Phantom of the Paradise, it looks like, I think. And I totally saw an adorable Mary Lane from Reaper Madness in a bunch of the party pictures from the Kentucky con. Maybe going through these will inspire future con runners to put on lesser Shadowcast shows like those, or like Clue in their lineups in the future. Mixing it up would definitely be neat in my opinion. If any of you would like to check out these photos, and we highly recommend that you do, they are a lot of fun. Head over to Cosmos Factory Facebook page. They're all up in albums, so they're really easy to access. And of course, we want to give a huge thank you to Jim for sharing these photos with the community. There has literally never been a better time to spend an evening looking at old photos, and these especially have really lifted our spirits and boosted our morale. And with that, Let's dive into everyone's favorite segment. Bing, 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 bing. 
Nikki. Nikki asks a question. That's my theme song. Valentine's, Valentine's Day, edition. Day edition. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so this past Sunday was Valentine's Day, which is like objectively one of the best holidays. And we actually wanted to celebrate here on the podcast by doing something special for our Nikki Asks a Question segment. Yeah, and you know who I really want to ask some questions to? My boyfriend, Josh. I think all three of us would really enjoy grilling our Valentines here on the show today. And to make that happen, we've decided to call on our writer, Jacob, for some help. Hey, Jacob. Hi, Aaron, Nikki, and John, and hello to our lovely audience. I'm Jacob. I'm usually one of the writers for the Rocky Talkie podcast, but today I'm going to be hosting a game for you three that we're going to call Marriage Maze. Now, I've seen Shock Treatment twice, and I still have absolutely no idea how Marriage Maze is supposed to work. It seems like it involves calling in your parents and shit, and I'm really not about that. So this version of Marriage Maze is going to play pretty much identically to the newlywed game. With the main difference being that this game will be hosted by the sexiest man alive. Me. Jacob. Jacob Roger. Jacob Roger Gordon. Jacob Irving Roger Gordon. How do you get so unlucky to have four first names in your fucking name? (laughs) I'm sorry, unlucky? I have perhaps the greatest name out of all people I've ever met. It is perfection. Now, in order to play this game, each of you is going to need a partner. So let's introduce them. Hi, I'm Josh. Uh, I've been Nikki's boyfriend for about five months or two years, depending on who you ask. Hi, I'm Savannah. I'm John's partner, and we've been together for four years, I think. I think. Yeah. Hi, I'm Meg. I'm Aaron's wife, and we've been together for about four years. Hi, y'all. Glad you could join us today. Allow me to explain the rules of Marriage Maze as made up by me. We have 27 regular questions and 27 Rocky-themed questions. Questions are set in pairs of two, one regular and one Rocky-themed. Questions are also separated into two levels, level one and two, and four categories. The four categories are fight starters, personal, social skills, and food. When it's your turn, you'll pick a category and a difficulty. I'll read out the selected question and you'll give us your answer. Then we'll play back the correct answer that your partner has already pre-recorded for us. If your answers match, you get a point. Then your partner will get a chance to answer the Rocky version of that same question. I'll read out the Rocky question, your partner will give me their answer, and we'll play back the correct answer you've pre-recorded. If your answers match, you get another point. Level 1 questions are worth 1 point, level 2 questions are worth 2 points. The team with the most points at the end of the game will win a very special, and dare I say, very kosher prize. Without further ado, let's get started with round one. Meg, you're up first. There are two levels of difficulty, and the categories are fight starters, personal, social skills, and food. Hi, Jacob. All right, let's get started. I'm going to pick social skills for one. All right, starting nice and easy. Social skills for one. Meg, your question is, out of you and Aaron, who's the better kisser? Oh, shit. I guess I'm going to have to say Aaron. He certainly had more experience. Yeah, that's my final answer. 
All right, and now we'll play back the pre-recorded answer from Aaron. So I think that it's going to be Meg, but also I think that she's going to say that it's going to be me. So I'm going to go with me. All right, you guys match. You both get a point. Woo! Now, Yay! Now, Aaron, the rocky question to you. Mm -hmm. Who's kissed more people on your cast, whether it's an onstage kiss or social? Uh, current cast members, or does that include all cast members from all time? All cast members from all time. Uh, all Rocky cast members. Uh, that would be me. What a hoe. All right, and now we'll play back the pre-recorded answer from Meg. Oh, absolutely, Aaron, for sure. He's a huge slut. All right, that's two right answers. Meg and Aaron in a strong lead with two points. Yeah. Fuck you mean, League. We haven't even gotten to play yet. This is ridiculous. I'm Rigs suing. the way the game goes. <laughs> All right, Sav, you're up. Oh, okay. Um, I want to pick fight starters for one. All right, I like it. Fight starters for one. Sav, the question to you is, who's more tidy? <laughs> is that even a question? It's John. It's John. All right, and now we'll play back the answer from John. <laughs> That's that's going to be me, Jacob. That's me. All right. One point to you guys. And now, John, the Rocky-themed question to you. Who more reliably keeps track of their costumes and cast props? Um, You know what? Uh, I think that that's going to be me. And we'll play back the answer Sav gave us. Yeah. So John likes to lend our costumes out and then not tell me who he lent it to for like months at a time so it's it's definitely me i know he's going to probably disagree with this but uh i'm willing to fight i'm willing to die on this hill so it's me i keep better track all right our first disagreement of the night you guys do not get a second point savannah we're gonna lose and it's literally all your fault well if you maybe told me who you lent our costumes to we wouldn't have this i problem. told you it was no, lucas no no, no 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 months john it's been a literal year it's, it has been a literal year <laughs> <laughs> all right and to you josh what question would you like all right i'm gonna go with personal one all right personal for one point the question to you josh is who said i love you first see i feel like this is a fight we have on a regular basis anyway um but i'm gonna tell you guys the truth regardless of what she said and tell you it was me all right josh locking in yourself and now we'll play back the response from nikki so, on a technical level, Josh said I love you first, but to uh -huh. be fair, I was going to say it first and he stole it from me, and then it's only fair that I, I get the glory, but Josh said I love you first. Uh, that to me sounded like I said it first anyway, so. Yeah, it seemed like a very unclear response. Could we play back our second recording from Nikki? Because the first one did not make sense as to what she was locking in. <laughs> Josh said I love you first. <laughs> Instructions unclear. My dick is in a toaster. I hate it here. Looks like Josh and Nikki are in agreement on that one, and you guys get one point. Now, Nikki, to you, the Rocky-themed question is, who started performing first? Easy. Me. All right, and now we'll play back the response from Josh. Nicole. All right, that is two points 
for Josh and Nikki. So far, it is tied. Megan Aaron, Josh, and Nikki both with two points. And John and Sav lagging behind with one point. Wah, wah. All right. First off, fuck you, Jacob. <laughs> Secondly, that was not a level one. All the other the, the other two questions were drastically easier than that one. I mean, I did pick the fight starter, so I feel like I may have asked for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, John. Are you asking for a recount? No. No, he's just being oh. a dick to be a dick. I see. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. All right. Switching it up. Aaron, this go-round, what question would you like to pick? Uh, let's see. I think we'll go with, um... Let's also try one of those fight starters for level one. All right, a level one fight starter. Aaron, the question to you is, who's better dressed? That's unquestionably Meg. All right, and now we'll play back the response from Meg. That That's me, 100%, for sure. All right, you guys are in agreement and thus get another point. And now the Rocky-themed question to Meg. Who makes slash purchases the better costumes? (laughs) That'd be Aaron. His his shit is like Dior and my shit is like a cut-up (laughs) t-shirt. And now we'll play back the response from Aaron. Uh, Meg would be happy on stage in a paper bag, so it's going to be me. All right, another two-pointer for Megan Aaron. This is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Aaron, who is a literal cartoon character who has the same five pairs of pants and the same five shirts. But then we're going to get a question that's like, Savannah, what is John's blood type? What the fuck? She doesn't know. (laughs) Well, John, you could always go for a level two question, spice things up, and get ahead. It's to you now. What would you like to select? Let's do a level two personal, Jacob. All right, we're doing it. I like it, John. The question to you, John, is how did you guys meet? (laughs) Cool. All right. Um, The answer is Tinder. What? All right, and now we'll play back the pre-recorded answer from Sav. Yeah, um, Tinder. (laughs) Tinder. We met on Tinder. All right, that is two points for you guys. Suck my dick, Aaron. (laughs) I never knew that. (laughs) Yeah, we met on Tinder. We tell tell Savannah's parents something completely different, but we met on Tinder. Yeah, because when I was, when I actually did meet him on Tinder, I had uh, four boyfriends and three girlfriends. Man, you guys hoes. (laughs) <laughs> Slut alert. <laughs> love it. I love it. All right. And now the Rocky themed version of that question to Sav is what was your first performance together? Oh, fuck. Uh, I want to say Brad and Janet. All right. And the pre recorded answer from John. So if we're talking about the first time that we were ever on stage together, that was actually my first show ever, which was April Fool's. If we're talking about the same time that we played back-to-back, it was Brad and Janet. All right, I'll count that as uh, as one point instead of two, because you guys weren't exactly on the same page. Josh did sort of give two answers there, but still, three points total. Good job, guys. Uh. That's all I got. Thank you very much. Nikki, now the question pick is to you. Uh, let's do food. Let's do level two. Ooh, all right. If you're at Chipotle, does your partner get guac? No, he does not touch guacamole. 
And now the pre-recorded answer from Josh. I have the eating habits of a five-year-old, so no. All right, you guys match and thus get up two points. All right, good job. (laughs) And now the Rocky-themed question to Josh. How much is your partner willing to spend at IHOP after Rocky? As much as is in her wallet. And the pre-recorded response from Nikki. Probably an absurd amount. I have no impulse control. All right, those questions quite match to me. That's another two points for you guys. Good job. And now the question selection goes back to Meg. What'll it be? Let's do fight starters, level two. Let's get spicy. I want to see Aaron get punched in the face. (laughs) Meg, the question to you, what's the one thing the two of you will never agree on? That's pretty broad, but... I'm going to go with homeownership in New Jersey, Jacob, is my answer. And what a big fight starter it is. Oh, my. I am so glad to be a game show host who has perhaps brought about a fight. And the pre-recorded answer from Aaron. Are we doing the real answers or the fake answers? We're doing the real answers? All right. Well, it's the house. We're going to fight about the fucking house. All right, getting tense and spicy in the game room. That's a total of two points because you got the first one right. Now on to the second Rocky-themed question. Well, sweetie, I'm glad we're on the same page about what we fucking aren't on the same page about. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Um, My my goldfish needs a bath, so I think I'm going to go through that. (laughs) You know, I wasn't planning on fighting about the house today, but since Jacob brought it up. (laughs) Yay, thanks. I'm not getting dinner now. So, (laughs) thanks for that, buddy. Well, I've got an easier question, an easier Rocky-themed question for you, Aaron, that I don't think will be the spite of the bane of your existence. Thank God. What element of Rocky blocking do the two of you disagree on? Oh, God, there's so much. Um, the transducer flip around. I think it should happen much sooner than it does. I think it should happen during the elevator. All right, from Aaron, the element of blocking the two of you disagree on is the transducer turnaround. And now, the pre-recorded answer from Meg. I've got to say, any of the little tiny nitpicky things that any of the characters do. Aaron goes bananas about having to memorize hands and blinks and the way your head turns. And I'm just like, that's too much. That's too much. And we fight about it whenever we practice blocking. All right, an interesting look at the lives of Meg and Aaron, but they will not get an extra two points for this one because they could not agree on the element of Rocky blocking they disagree on. How ironic! The hate sex. <laughs> Fuck you, <will> Jacob. Be... <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, and now that Sav, the question goes to you. What would you like? Level two food. To Sav. Is your partner rocking a chub right now? No. John's honestly super thin and keeps losing weight because he kicked his body into keto and now he can't kick it out of keto. (laughs) You've misunderstood the question, my dear. By chub, I mean engorged penis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, right now? No. Right this instant. 
No, he's not. I'm going to say no. All right. And now the pre-recorded answer. <laughs> and now the pre-recorded answer from John about whether or not he is currently rocking a chub. My dick is enormous, but I am not currently chubbed out, no. All right. It seems like John and Sav were in agreement there, and thus we'll get two points. That was the same energy as not for me, thanks. Like, I can't... Why do I always assume that it's, like, not sexual? <laughs> this is Rocky Newlywed, Savannah. What I do know. you expect? I really was like, um, you know, he looks good. He looks thin. <laughs> <laughs> and now the Rocky-themed question to you, John. Has your partner ever gotten horny during a performance? If anybody who is currently listening to this podcast knows Savannah, they know that the answer is undoubtedly yes. Savannah is the horniest person I know, and I know a lot of horny people. All right, out front and center answer from John, and now the pre-recorded response from Savannah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, literally every time I perform. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Absolute heathens, the both of you. But you will be getting an extra two points. That's all I care about. Woo! That's all we're here for. Don't you worry. I'm pretty sure any one of us could have answered that question for Savannah. Savannah is wet <laughs> all the time. If you know me in real life and you're listening to this podcast, no, you don't. Mind your business. <laughs> Perhaps I'm just too pure of heart being one of the chosen people, but I did not think for a second that Savannah got horny during performances. Oh, Jacob, I'm so sorry. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, that is just the way I am. <laughs> can we go back to the chosen people thing what the fuck is that about well you see nikki i'm jewish and long ago god separated people into two groups Moving the on. gentiles yep, and nope. the non-gentiles the gentiles are horrible dirty people who don't jacob, have oh my god jacob, oh my god stop jacob 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 well, jacob i can't believe jacob. we just got the whole game cut from this next show <laughs> you know alex trebek never went on racist rants jacob i'm just saying whoa 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 racist this has nothing to do with race my oh, good sir this sake. is religion okay, pure I, and simple i believe simple. it's my turn mm. i think it's my turn <laughs> this is nikki asks a question let's go all right, it is actually your partner's turn. Josh, what question would you like? I'm going to go with a level two fight starters. All right, level two fight starters. Josh, the question to... Oh, this is amazing. This is... I cannot believe you selected this because this is how I wanted it to be so badly. All right, oh, Josh. The question to you is if you two were expecting a baby, who would your partner tell first? <laughs> You know what I hate? The answer isn't me. It's Andrea, uh, her best friend, which is unfortunate, but it's the truth. All right. Cold and critical from Nikki and Josh, but let's see what her pre-recorded response is. If I was having a baby, I'd probably have to tell Meg first because it would be dropped off at her doorstep nine months from then. <laughs> Wait, hold the fuck on. 
<laughs> Sweetie, don't worry about it. We have an arrangement. It's fine. The fuck you do? <laughs> I'm not even mad we lost that point. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> this was not a fight starter, but it turned into a fight starter for us. What the fuck, Nikki? This is a fight starter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Aaron, if you didn't like that answer, you're really not going to like the answer to the twin Rocky question. Because, Nikki, the Rocky-themed version of that question to you is, if you find out you're pregnant, is your partner's reaction, oh, fuck, what the fuck, how do we fuck up this bad? Is it, eh, I guess we'll keep it. Or is it, I mean, Meg said she'd take it, so I guess fuck it. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna go with. Uh, I mean, Meg said she'd take it, so fuck it. All right. And the pre-recorded answer from Josh. Josh, I forgot your name for. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Ouch. And the pre-recorded answer from Josh. Well, this is the reason we keep Meg around. So, I mean, Meg said she'd take it, so fuck it. All right, and you two make two points off of that round. Good job, guys. I wish that you could see the look on Aaron's face. <laughs> Take a picture. Oh, Daddy Aaron. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Grandpa. Fuck you. So Fuck that you. Is such Gr- a Grandpa Aaron. Grandpa Aaron. Aaron, whenever <laughs> so you become happy. a grandfather, are you going to go by, like, Papa, Papa, me? Like, what, what are you going to go by? Sir. Oh, that's kind of hot. Oh, okay, all right. Because otherwise you're going to get slapped upside the goddamn head, you stupid little brat. You're not my child. You're Nikki's child. Suddenly I'm sexually aroused. We should teach our kid to call him daddy. (laughs) Oh, fuck you all. (laughs) Love you. I love you guys. Please father my children. No. Damn it. Don't worry, Nikki. We got you. All right, and now the question selection goes to you, Aaron. What would you like? Um, I'm really liking these fight starters, but I think we got to do something else. So let's do social skills level two. All right. A social skills question level two coming at you. Here's the question, Aaron. Who's your partner's celebrity crush? Uh, the answer to that is, uh, Peter Dinklage. She is, uh, has a, has a huge crush for that small man. I think I know where this is going. Meg, the pre-recorded response from you Absolutely. Peter Dinklage, Tyrion Lannister, Nikki and I got to see him on Broadway and it was the wettest I've ever, ever been. Oh my God. (laughs) My oh my my Megs really got a thing for tiny people with penises. Looks like Meg and Aaron will be splashing their way to two extra points. All right, Meg, and now the Rocky themed version of that question to you. Who's Aaron's favorite person in the Rocky community? Okay. Um, there's a lot of good choices. I'm probably going to have to go with Madman Mike. All right. Meg says Madman Mike. And now the pre-recording playback from Aaron. Uh, absolutely 100%. It is Ruth Fink Winter. Uh, she was the cast leader of my very first cast. She's also the most prolific costumer in the entire community. 100%. I love Ruth. It seems Aaron might understand the sexual tendencies of Meg, but Meg does not have a grasp on the Rocky community tendencies of Aaron. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was my favorite person in the community, not the person in the community I want to fuck the most. I want to clarify that there. I mean, not that... No, no, no. Okay, okay. 
Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you answered about Meg's sexual tendencies. Meg answered about your social tendencies. I see. Well, the game's rigged. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I invested my time and energy into this. You think I'm going to let you fuckers fuck it up? No, of course not. Very structured. All right, John. Next question goes to you. What would you like? Uh, let's do social level two. All right. A social skills level two question. John, the question to you, what story does your partner's family always tell about them? Um, I have met Savannah's family, like, maybe twice in my life. Uh, and I... Both of those times, I've tried to stay as far away as humanly possible from them. So my answer is none, because I don't know any. All right. John answering that Savannah's family doesn't tell any stories about her ever. Now the pre-recorded answer from Savannah... That's a that's a weird one because like there are stories, but John does not know any of them because he's met my family maybe twice. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say none because he doesn't know any none. All right, it seems like you guys got the same answer, but my oh my, what a what a connection to have gotten the same right answer by saying nothing. It almost feels like, and I would say we were cheating here unless I had known that we are using pre-recorded answers, so that is just not physically possible. Good job, guys. That's two points for you. I legitimately have never spoken to Savannah's family about Savannah, ever. Ever. There are really funny stories my family tells about me, but they tell them in front of other family members who already know those stories, and they've never told them in front of John because uh, we avoid contact pretty much at all costs. <laughs> That's fair. Every single conversation that I've had with Savannah's family has been, like, shitting on Savannah for their life choices and yeah. me going, I think Savannah's doing just fine. Yeah, yeah. it's just a deep-seated disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that is a dark and horrible landmine. I am very sorry to have brought it to the surface. <laughs> you are not... No, I'm not. I live for the tea. Now, Sav, the Rocky-themed question to you. What is John known for in the Rocky community? Uh, uh, what is he known for? I, I want to say being a big stupid idiot. That's what I'm going to say because I don't know. I The other answer is maybe being bald. Like, big stupid idiot, big bald stupid idiot. There you go. All right, Sav ringing in saying that she thinks Mr. Big Cock is best known for being a big, stupid idiot. And now the pre-recording from the man. I am known as the assistant director for the New York City Rocky Horror Picture Show Shadowcast. As much as I believe bureaucracy is stupid and dumb, I would not call an assistant director a big, dumb, stupid idiot. So I will not give you guys those two extra points there. Good try, though. What are you known for? Being bald. <laughs> stupid, and that's what people mostly know you for. If you're going to take some semblance of what I'm known for in the community, 
wouldn't it be like, oh, he colors his beard for every character that he plays? <laughs> you went with bald, stupid <laughs> idiot. Yeah. It, I mean, that is what you do, effectively. I was going to say Mr. Big Cock, but I felt like that was maybe a little too aggressive to share on a podcast, but here we are. I've already shared the Big Cock story. Maybe oh. if you listen to the podcast, you would know Savannah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Hey, you don't listen oh. to me. Don't get involved. Oh, well, I'm just going to say. Spicy. That's what I thought. He's so mean to me. Looks like we're going to fight start with a social skills question. How ironic, guys. Shut up, Alanis. Alanis? Oh, you don't Alanis even get the Morrison? joke you made. Go fuck yourself. I, it's almost like I'm much younger than you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right. And now the question is to you, Nikki. What would you like? Um, Let's do a level two personal question. All right. Personal. Level two. The question to you, Nikki, is what is Josh's favorite memory since quarantine has started? Oh, my God. I need a second. What the hell? We've done a lot of shit, bro. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I think that Josh's favorite memory post-quarantine would probably be putting out his first original song. That's what I'm going to go with, putting out his first original song. All right, putting out his first original song does sound very fun. And now, the pre-recorded response from Josh... If I get this wrong, this is going to be the cheesiest thing ever, but I was going to say starting to actually date Nicole. So if she gets that wrong, know that she's moving out tonight. I forgot that we did that. <laughs> How adorably sweet. Oh my God, my heart goes out to you, Josh. And for that skank whore who couldn't get on the same page as you, may all horrible toils befall her. Oh, that was cool too, though. May all horrible toils befall her. <laughs> He's a linguist. Well, you didn't no, you didn't think that you two starting dating was his favorite memory. I mean, my God, the indecency of some well, people. To be fair, it's been three months or five years, depending on who you ask. No, no, so. no, no. <laughs> all right, and now, Josh, you'll get the Rocky version of that question. What is Nikki's favorite performance to reminisce about? I talked about it on the podcast, you fucking douchebag. <laughs> well, like you said before. Uh, <laughs> all right, you know what? I'm going to say that it's uh, her first Janet, because I feel like that's something she would remember well. And uh, if not, know that I'm going to lose my head tonight. All right, Nikki's first Janet performance is her most memorable as thought by Josh. Now let's hear the pre-recorded response from Nikki. My favorite performance to reminisce about is when we all performed at the Brook a few, like a year ago, because it was such a quickly strung together show and I felt so regal on stage. I loved it. The Brook. <laughs> You've both gotten both questions wrong. Great relationship. I love what you guys are doing. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> So now the question will be to you, Meg. What would you like? Let's go with social skills for level two. All right. Level two social skills. The question to you, Meg, is 
How does Aaron initiate sex? <laughs> Aaron's parents stop listening now. I would say mostly he just comes up and starts gyrating his body against me and getting all grabby. And then I take my clothes off and fuck him. You, you heard it first here, folks. Aaron treats Meg like a humping post, it seems, for sex. And now we'll get the pre-recorded response from Aaron. All right, I'm very sorry for this answer, but I'm going to have to go with the honka honka. What does that mean? Aaron, what's the honka honka? Well, she's got boobs. I've got hands. Honka honka. You honk her to get her in the mood? Don't judge us. Don't judge us. This question isn't about Meg being in the mood, Nikki. This is about Aaron initiating sex. And when Aaron needs sex, he doesn't got time to worry about whether or not his bitch is in the mood. He's got to get things done. Shut up. Just just stop talking. Stop talking. You don't need to speak anymore. It's okay. I hate you so much. I believe that the honka honka sounds quite similar to... eh, You know what? I'll give you guys one point instead of two, even though this was a a two-parter question. I don't even want them. Just, just, I don't want the point. Well, you're getting it. You'll take it and you'll like it. I feel like I'm entitled to a point for all of this. (laughs) All right, Aaron. And now the Rocky-themed version of that question to you. What is your partner's favorite part about performing? I'd have to say it's uh, getting to run around naked with her friends. Getting to run around naked with her friends. How sweet. And the pre-recorded answer from Meg? I'm going to have to go with the absolute adrenaline rush that you get from the fear of being on stage. All the booze tastes great after that rush of adrenaline. All right, so from Meg, it seems the customary... Fear and adrenaline lush of being on stage is what she loves, and Erin is a dirty pervert who thinks she just enjoys being naked with her friends. For shame, Erin. For shame. No two points for you. In fairness, I do enjoy being naked with my friends. He's not wrong. It's just not the best part. Meg's being diplomatic about the answer. Yeah, no, I'm super wrong. (laughs) Take a point. She's being nice because of that last question. All right, all right. Well, I'll take it. That's fine. We'll get. We. I'll keep the one point then, since we fucked up the second question. <laughs> <laughs> all right, John. The question is to you. What would you like? You know, we haven't had one of these in a while. Let's do fight starters for level two. All right, a level two fight starter. This is the last fight starter. The question to you, John, is who's more disciplined? Can you elaborate on what disciplined means in the context of this question? Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to let you figure that out for yourself because I do believe it'll result in a funnier answer. All right, Jacob. Uh, the answer is Savannah. Savannah is more disciplined if you catch my drift. I don't catch your drift, Josh. I don't know if you know this, but I'm pure of heart and soul. His name's John, you moron. His name is John. You've called him Josh like three times. I'm sorry. I well, stay on fuck me. <laughs> Can you elaborate on what you meant there when you said, if you catch my drift? I'm making sure, Jacob, that you are in full understanding of my answer. And that answer is that Savannah is more disciplined. I just want to be crystal clear what I mean is, 
Savannah is the most disciplined out of the two of us. Oh, I don't know, John. That. Sounds like there's something oh sexual hiding under that uh, statement, but I'll let it slide for now. The pre-recorded response from Sav? <laughs> um... Uh, <laughs> um, I think, I think, I think me, I am the one who is more disciplined. I am the one who is disciplined. Yeah. Okay, bye. And could, could you go into detail about why you think you're more disciplined? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is more than fair. It looks like you two matched on that answer, so that'll be two points for the... Sav and John team. What a good little bean you are. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, people! We're in the middle of a podcast! Thank you, what? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And now the Rocky-themed question to Sav. Sav, who's been a bad girl? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I was going to be like, oh, Jacob, Savannah doesn't identify as, as a girl. But honestly, that was too fucking good. Yeah, it's too funny. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Um, for... <laughs> okay, so if I had to say who had, out of the two of us, been the bad girl... Although it pains me to say it, and the and my need to defy the patriarchy and gender norms are uh, against me here, because I have in fact been the bad girl out of the two of us. All right, it seems like Sav has been the bad girl, but the pre-recorded response from John says, "If I had to choose between the two of us, the answer is going to be me, because Savannah is never bad." Savannah's always good. I am the bad girl, Jacob. All right, it looks like John is the bad girl. Sorry, but it seems like you two will not be getting points for that one. He gets points later for that one. (laughs) Aw, get your smut off my game show, please. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one asking who has- You just asked who is a bad girl. Yeah. Bad girl is a pretty common epithet in any classroom. I don't know where sex became involved. You guys I've gotta take a cold shower. I've never been asked in a classroom if I've been a bad girl. I think Jacob is being a bad girl. Yeah. Really? You never need those extra points on the quiz? I certainly am being a bad girl, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> All right, the final question goes to you, Josh. What would you like? I'm going to do a level two personal. All right, personal for level two. Josh, the question to you is, what is Nikki's most prized possession? You know what? I'm going to have to go with me because I'm just like the greatest thing that ever walked in Nicole's life. So (laughs) I think I'm going to have to go with me for this one. Yep. Josh, I understand you're going with yourself, but I will remind you that Nikki does have a dead father who was quite important to her. Might she have memorabilia relating to the 
father figure in your life, or are you going to stick with yourself? Up to you, buddy. I'm going to stick with myself. All right, I like the confidence, even if it bites you in the ass later. And now the pre-recorded response from Nikki. I'm going to go with my dead father's varsity jacket. Wow, Josh. <laughs> you done fucked up, buddy. I'm sorry, guys. Don't even ask the last question. I'll see myself. Oh my out. god! <laughs> this is now this is now the newlywed game between Megan Aaron and John and Savannah. Yes. <laughs> this was the determine if Josh and Nikki stay together game. Oh no! <laughs> god, that Fuck. is so fucking funny. All right, and now the final question to Nikki: What is Josh's most prized piece of Rocky memorabilia? You know, I'm gonna have to go with me. Because he got me through Rocky, and I'm definitely his most prized possession. All right. Weird thing going on where you are both guessing and calling each other pieces of possessions. I don't like where this is headed. Josh, the pre-recorded answer from you. Oh my god, this one show, I found an unopened popper on the ground after the show, and I just knew I had to keep it, so I'm going to go with the unopened popper. Wait, what's an unopened popper? It's called a party popper, babe. Oh, party popper. Oh, crap. <laughs> I did not assume that kind of popper. Okay, I thought you had found drugs. Unopened drugs. And I was very excited for yeah, you. Yeah, there's a couple kinds of poppers. <laughs> I was just hanging out at the show. There were just poppers on the floor. Yeah, right? just poppers everywhere. <laughs> All right, so it seems, again, your answers do not match. No points for Nikki and Josh that round. Damn. But wait! You guys can still win it. Right now, the points stand at Megan Aaron, 9 points. Yeah. John and Sav, 11 points. And mm-hmm. Nikki and Josh, 8 points. Damn. That was really great, everyone. Though now we have a bonus round. Each couple will get one special, super difficult pair of questions. If you both are able to match the response your partner gave, you get five points. But if even one of you is wrong, you get no points. So, Meg and Aaron, you guys first. Meg, how does Aaron like his hamburger cooked? Uh, I'm going to have to go with medium well. And the pre-recorded response from Aaron? Uh, That would be medium well. All right, and now the second half. Aaron! What's Meg's favorite drink at the bar after the show? Uh, that would be a order of Pinot Grigio. And the pre-recorded response from Meg? Any kind of sparkling wine, Prosecco or sparkling rosé would be my two favorites. All right, so it seems you two will not be getting the extra five points. Okay, in retrospect, I am so upset that I got this wrong. I just, I, I made Meg put in this extra uh, excuse for me that, like, I haven't had to order for her at a bar in, like, over a year. So, also, I said the wrong thing. Next up, Josh and Nikki. Josh, what was Nikki's first pet named? Uh, coincidentally, it's actually the name of her favorite pastime, too. It's Mona. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, tsh. And the pre-recorded oh, response from... <laughs> <laughs> the pre-recorded response from Nikki? My first pet was named Mona. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Good job, guys. 
And now, Nikki, the question to you, who was the first friend Josh made at Rocky? You know, I hate to say it, but Josh's first friend at Rocky was my shitty ex-boyfriend, but it looks like Josh made out good in the end, so yeah. All right, and the pre-recorded response from Josh? Uh, some loser I stole a girlfriend from. Unfortunately, Josh did not mention a name in his response, so I have no idea who he's talking about. So they won't be getting... No, obviously they were talking about a person who they don't seem to want to name, but we know who they're talking about. So they'll get five extra points! Thank you! All right, as it stands, Meg and Aaron are dead with nine points. Savannah and John stand strong with 11, and Nikki and Josh have 13 Savannah and John, this is your chance to win it all. To you, John. In their professional field, who would Sav most want to work with on a project? For those of you who may not know Savannah, Savannah um, is kind of a jack-of-all-trades, has a lot of professional careers, plural. Um, I'm going to go with the one that is most near and dear to them, which is their Dragon Burlesque performances uh, and I'm going to say that the person that they would love to work with the most is probably the one and only Dita Vontese. All right. You think Savannah would most like to work with Dita Vontese. Good choice, I must say. And now the pre-recorded response from Savannah. Okay. In the context of Dragon Burlesque, the person I would want the most to work with is Catherine Delish. Who the fuck is that? Yeah, that's. I don't know why you picked that one. You could have just said Mads Mikkelsen, because in every other context of my life, the answer is always Mads Mikkelsen. That was a stupid question. Catherine Delish makes burlesque robes. If you don't know who she is, go look at her. She's also a fabulous burlesque performer and the person I would like the most to work with. She's amazing. Uh, Dita Von Teese is problematic, but beautiful. All right, Savannah giving some major props to Mads Mikkelsen. Look her up, folks. So you guys cannot get the extra points because you got the first one wrong, but would you like to see what the second one is and try to answer it just for funsies? Sure. Yeah. Can't believe we lost to fucking Nikki and Josh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Savannah. Excluding everyone here, if John was casting a Rocky show, what one person would be a must-have for their cast? A must-have? Me. Excluding everyone here, you meaning like not me? <laughs> excluding yes. you. Okay, excluding me. I mean, like that's hard. To you do are because, here. Like I just have to be there, but um, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> excluding everyone here, the I think Kristen. John really likes Kristen's performances, and he always speaks really highly of her. So I'm gonna say Kristen. All right, and the pre-recorded response from John. There are many people that I would cast in that. Um, however, for the combination of, like, ease of access and also just fantastic performer all around, I'd probably say Kristen. All right, so at least you guys got half of that one right. Good job to all the players. And that wraps up our game, folks. Now, coming in third place with a score of nine points is Megan Aaron. Coming in second place with a score of 11 points is John and Savannah, which means our first place winners with a score of 13 points is Nikki and Josh. Amazing! Congratulations, Highway robbery. We are that cool. You guys cheated Mm. among us, and I'm pretty sure you cheated at this. (laughs) Cheating among us. Did they know that we stole the pre-recorded messages? Oh, we stole the pre-recorded messages. 
I mean, I mean that studied. makes sense. That adds up because y'all should not have won. Mm -mm. Yeah, we're the youngest, we're the hottest, and we think the. Fastest. Uh, excuse me, you no, may no, be no, the youngest. No, 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 no. You sure, as shit ain't Keep the hottest. Keep your voice down. Watch yourself. Have you seen me, honey? I'm a bronze fucking guy. Oh, well, you can you can keep Mr. Big Cock, but the rest? Whoa. <laughs> Guys, their relationship is obviously much stronger than ours. I don't even want to talk about myself because I feel like that would be disrespectful to everyone else. Yeah, so. <laughs> Ooh. No, we, we all agree on that, Sap. Don't worry. Snippity <laughs> snap, snap. Some angry spite in the aftermath of this amazing game made by Jacob. Thank you to all the lovely couples for playing Marriage Maze. You might remember that at the start of this game, I mentioned there might be a prize. <laughs> well, the two of you, our lucky winners, have won literally the most exciting prize I can think of. A night full of romance and sensuality with me. Jacob. Jacob Roger. Jacob Roger Gordon. Jacob Irving Roger Gordon. At an all expenses paid for by you, dinner at the Michelin star restaurant of my choosing. Like the tire? Wait, that, that's the prize? Make sure to start saving up now, you two. I always order appetizers and dessert and a special item that's off menu. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, no, Jacob, we're not taking you anywhere fancy. Damn, I don't know oh. what I... Oh, wow. Yeah, honestly, congratulations, y'all. You really deserve you to really, win that. Yeah, congrats, congrats guys. Shit. Congratulations. Fuck. Great job. And don't forget, any and all game show prize winnings are fully taxable by both the state and federal government. How did the two of you get so lucky? Is he just, like, not listening to us? I don't think he's listening at all. And that's our show, folks! I want to thank Josh, Savannah, and Meg for joining the show. And of course, Nikki, John, and Aaron for warming up the crowd for me. You guys are just great, and I really appreciate the support. What? Is this bitch trying to just close out the show? Jacob, what the fuck? If you're enjoying the show, please help us spread the word. All you've got to do is rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us to gain listeners and grow the show. And let's face it, who wouldn't want to listen to all this every week? Uh, me. Me. That's who would not like to listen to you, you asshole. How does he know all the lines? Nikki, he writes the script. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not on any social media because, quite frankly, I find it to be tiresome underneath me oh, for fuck's but sake. rocky talkie is on all the social media platforms facebook instagram and tiktok my dick has literally gone inside me at this point all at rocky talkie podcast so if you like what you're hearing and you want more content head on over and check us out <clears throat> and please write to us if you love this episode and want to tell these guys how much you enjoyed listening to me, Jacob, Jacob Irving, 
Jacob Irving Roger. Jacob Irving Roger Gordon. Or if you've got a titillating tale for us to read at Big Dick Storytime, or a question for Nikki to ask, go to our website, rockytalkypodcast.com, and drop us a line. And let us know if you want someone other than Jacob to read it. We promise we won't hold it against you. In fact, I encourage it. Actively write in, letting us know you don't want Jacob to read your message. Didn't we fire him on Monday? We especially want to hear about all the Rocky projects you or your cast have been working on and all the upcoming special events you've got on your calendar. Help us help you to spread the word about them. Now, remember, if you want to send any of that in to us, go to rockytalkypodcast.com. R-O-C-K-Y-T-A-L-K-I-E. P-O- oh this is my week. I'm doing it how I want. R-O-C-K-Y-T-L-K-I-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. We'll be waiting. And until then, I'll be thinking of you. Fuck it. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. And bleep bleep. You could put it right with your passport, take it with you. Okay, uh, that's never been my concern. You know, now if you know me, you know one of my biggest, oh, it is me, okay. <laughs> put it right with your passport, take it with you. Now, if you know me, you know one of my biggest travel pet peeves is having to haul around a humongous vibrator. Fox has announced this past week that they're planning to release an animated series based on the board game Clue. No reaction from either of you? I'm so excited. Hi, so excited. I'm John. Someone pronounced that P word. Poignant. Poignant. Poignant? Yeah. Just take out the. That doesn't feel like a word. The G is silent. Mm -hmm. Poignant. Oh yep. my god, okay. That feels like someone's nickname. Okay. What's up, poignant? <laughs> you make good points, bitch. <laughs> okay. Oh, never again. Shit. It was great for me, guys. Was it good for you? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was really that was really good. That was really fun. <laughs>